focus on the Wales squad to take on the best of the world in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from some of the players selected to face New Zealand, South Africa, Fiji and Australia. But first, let's hear the thinking of Wales coach Wayne Hivak, starting with the selections of Gareth Anscombe and Ellis Jenkins, both after two years out of the game injured. Yeah, and if you look at the case of the standoff position and the seven position, both players, by their own admissions, are probably not back to 100% where they'd like to be, probably more around the 80% mark. But when you look at the experience that they have, the ability to play at this level previously, I think that's counted for a lot in terms of the discussions. We've had lengthy discussions on both those players. I spoke to both the players before naming them, also uh, their club coaches. So, you know, there's been a, a bit of input from outside people as well. And uh, unfortunately, Jared Evans has taken a, a knock uh, after about 10 minutes of rugby in the season. Um, so he hasn't played. Uh, we look at summer form. We look at um, Six Nations, previous form at international level with Gareth. And we look at... Um, you know, what they're doing in the here and now. In your press conference, uh, quotes, Wayne, you um, alluded to the fact that maybe some of the players you picked haven't been in top form. Is, is that a fair comment? And if so, how have they got the nod perhaps over players who perhaps are in better form? Well, we look to see who's in better form than who. But um, you just got to look back to last weekend. I don't think anyone, any of the clubs would have been happy with their form. Certainly just got to look and listen to players' post-match interviews. It's an early time in the season for us. Uh, some rugby players aren't hitting their straps. There's no doubt about that. In some positions, uh, we're in a position of um, saying, well, look, we're picking between these two or three players and really we're not happy with the form of all of those players. So then we look back at the investment we've had in players. We look at their form in, say, summer series, whether that was good, bad or indifferent, and also the successful uh, squad that we had in the um, Six Nations and what part they played there. Can you sum up the autumn challenge and the fact that you're playing New Zealand without new English-based players? Yeah, I don't think the challenges in rugby get any bigger than that. But I just want to make the comment on there's a lot of talk around why we're playing them at that time and it's um, it sort of lessens the occasion. The occasion, first and foremost, for these players and management is going to be huge. Um, we've all missed playing in front of live crowds and to have a, a sellout at the Principality. That's exciting for everybody that's going to be involved. To have the All Blacks, you know, ranked in the top two teams in the world and then Springboks a week later, the challenges don't get any bigger. So... It, there's going to be massive learnings for players. And if you're a player, I guess you're looking at it and saying, there's a huge opportunity for me to perform. And if I do that on this stage against this opposition, then uh, I put myself in good shape for selection further down the track. And, you know, when you're just under two years out from a Rugby World Cup, the players are focused on coming into international rugby and performing and hoping that they impress and stay on the side for the, the coming months. It is going to be a big task. We know that. 60-odd years of history would tell you that with everybody available at times. So, look, it's uh, the challenges don't get any bigger, but the reason for having this game, I wholeheartedly agree with. We need funding uh, in the game for whatever reason. Um, we're in the situation we're in. Without this funding, I think it would be a lot tougher on clubs and players alike and the union to proceed the way we'd like to. The original thoughts on this November series was that we wanted to tighten down on the players used and really drill down to sort of 40, 45 players from here on into the World Cup, uh, depending on injuries, obviously. But as we've seen with the All Black match and then with the injuries that we have had, which is unfortunate in the, in the game that we get these injuries, we are going to look at a lot more players than we probably would have anticipated looking at. So it is a great opportunity for those players, and that's certainly the way that we're going to look at it. 
Well, I can't believe it's a year since last autumn, which was very different for you and the team. But given that we're two years away from the World Cup, probably only 20 odd matches to go. How close are you to kind of getting the team that you want and the, and the style that you want as well? Well, I think on paper, we're very close. The trick is now going to get them all fit and healthy at the same time. So long as that happens at the World Cup, I'll be really, really happy. But certainly you, you can't forecast what's going to happen with rugby players playing this contact sport. So we know we've got a wish list of players, if you like, um, but those players need to maintain form closer to the World Cup and obviously be fit and available. I think the fans have missed it more than anyone. So a note for them as well. 100%, you know, out in the community now, people we bumper to, they're just so excited. Yeah, they'd love to see the Six Nations champions uh, full squad playing the All Blacks. But I think everybody's excited and can't wait to get to the venue. You know, it's uh, the whole driving up Westgate Street in the bus. You've got to remember players like a Callum Sheedy, for example, has played about 10 tests now, hasn't played in front of that crowd and having that experience. And the older players talk about it. And Jonathan Davies in an interview some time ago talking around, you know, he's missing that and can't wait for the crowds to come back. So I think it's the same for everybody, players, management and supporters. And for that fact alone, you know, I, I just can't wait for that day to come. And having crowds back is just going to be magnificent. Just a note on Thomas, you know, he's been in incredible form um, over in England. He was man of the match last week. And it does give you a different option, doesn't he, in that position? Yeah, well, certainly um, we need experience. There's going to be a lot of youth in the squad as it is with some of the injuries. So we need some experience in the squad. And Alice Jenkins brings some experience. He's played against all these opponents that will be playing. Um, so he brings that knowledge in, in with him. Thomas has played at a high level of rugby, as you say. He's a form player. So um, I think those two are welcome additions. And uh, we'll just have to see how they all uh, come in uh, after a couple of, uh, or a round of club games to go. I'm glad you to see Johnny Williams back, having played for the Scarlets on, on the weekend. And how possibly unlucky or how close was Scott Williams to getting back into the fold? Johnny, we're pleased to have back. We had him in the Autumn Series. We had him in the Six Nations uh, not only um, the games that he played, but in and around the training environment, he was excellent. So he comes in in the knowledge that um, he's performed well at this level in our environment in recent times. We're just pleased to see him back and injury-free, so he get another run out this weekend. Um, Scott Williams has been a, a turnaround, hasn't it? He's had two years of being out in the wilderness, really, with um, a back injury and, and then other injuries that have sort of plagued him. So it's just good to see Scott back playing. I've spoken with Scott, been down to training. We're happy with his progress and we'll be monitoring him. And, you know, funny things can happen. We've still got a couple of rounds of club rugby and uh, we've also got uh, four massive test matches. So uh, those players are messages to keep working hard because you never know what's around the corner. Big Chris, he's currently playing for Exeter University against Cardiff Uni. I mean, that's a bit old school, isn't it? Being called up for your country while playing as a student. Well, it has happened before, but we've been um, monitoring him in the under-20s. Gareth Williams has done uh, work with him in the past. We know a lot about him. He has all the physical attributes to play at this level of the game. What he doesn't have is miles on the clock in terms of playing and, and the, the technical and tactical side of the game. And, and that's what we want to do, get him in, have a look at him in and around the other players, assess him. He is excited about coming in and learning. Um, and he has a project. And we'll see how he goes in the camp situation as to whether or not he'll get capped in this autumn series. With him, and I know that he's lived in Wales, although he's now at Exeter, but he was called up for the England under-20s, I think, last March for a behind-closed-doors game. Was there a little bit of that in your mind, too, that you wanted to get him capped for Wales before England get their shot? No, that game was discussed, and it was discussed with Gareth uh, Williams, who deals with the pathway system for us. It was his under-20s coach for a while, so um, that game didn't coincide with any Welsh matches. He's always been available for Wales under-20s, 
and has always uh, been in talks with us around playing for Wales. What's your assessment of the autumn going into it? The side we would like to have taken into the series is the the side that won the Six Nations. That's not possible. So we reevaluate and we look at these matches as a great opportunity to broaden the depth within the players in Wales uh, with the, the Rugby World Cup in mind. But we will enter this as a management group as we would enter any tournament or any championship with whatever squad that we have, and that is to roll up our sleeves Monday to Saturday, prepare the team the way we'd always prepare them, and that is to go out there and put on a performance, which we're proud of, and uh, hopefully on the day that's good enough to get us a result. Um, nothing changes in terms of the prep, the mindset. There's just some different players in the changing room. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So let's hear from some of the players selected. As you can imagine, some pretty high emotions. Especially for Johnny Williams, the Scarlet Centre, who's only just returned to action from injury, and so is pretty delighted to get the call-up. I'm good, yeah, I've just found out. So yeah, really excited. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest, after coming off such a long injury. But no, really, really buzzing and really excited about it. Yeah, I'm sure I was going to ask you, weren't possibly expecting it because it's been a tough, a good few months. It's been pretty tough for you. Um, and then shoulder injury back in April. How have you coped maybe in those months and taking all of that into consideration now with the feelings that you're feeling, obviously being back in the international squad? Yeah, it was um, really tough, really nasty injury to recover from. It was a tough six months. I think the first few months flew by, you know, just switching off from rugby and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, once we were back in, it was a tough pre-season where I could do everything. But I, it seemed so close, but so far away from being back actually playing because I was in the training and do all that. Stuff. Just a non-contact bib. So yeah, the last three months were a bit of a drag. But um, yeah, it was, it was all good. And yeah, to get the call up after the weekend is, is, a, is a shock. But I'm really excited and really looking forward to it. Regardless of the result and the, <laughs> maybe the performance last weekend, how was it for you personally to be back on that field? Amazing, really was. Um, first time I've played in front of fans since COVID. First time my family have come and watched me since COVID, you know, a long 18 months. So to come back after an injury like that, it was just nice to be back on the field, to be honest, and playing in front of fans and, and my family. And that's, that's the reason why, you know. You're concentrating on the Scarlets first, but there is a pretty decent chance you play against the All Blacks. Um, I suppose that, that would be a dream come true for you, wouldn't it? Playing against the arguably the best team in the world uh, in front of 75,000 people. Yeah, I'm not too sure on, on that sort of stuff. Well, all I can do is hope that I do, you know. But yeah, that's that's the reason why I'm going back to with my dad and taking me to the Principality as a kid and being around, around the game and the, the atmosphere is the reason why I wanted to be on the pitch to make them all proud. So, so yeah, obviously that would be literally a dream come true, but yeah, just play well Saturday as a team, get a win and then focus on camp and first game. And yeah, I didn't think things would happen as fast as they did coming coming out of, of lockdown and straight into the Welsh rugby and then within that autumn and into the Welsh squad and getting my first cap. You know, it, it moved so, so quickly. And then the Six Nations, it happened in a flash. It, it just went last season. And so... You know, this season we set our benchmark higher as a region. We were quite poor last year for the Scarlet Standards. So so that's where we're going to look to improve. When all 
young kids dream about playing international rugby. That that's what you dream about, isn't it? Running out in front of a huge crowd. It it wasn't like that for you. How much is this autumn a kind of reset for an international dream, if you like? Yeah, good question. Well, with what's what's just happened with in the past with COVID and stuff, like the dream was like like you say to, to play international in front of thousands and, and just to, in front of my family again, you know, the people mm. the why and that's the reason why I play. So it was just nice to have them back and you know, like my family haven't seen me play or been capped for Wales. And so, you know, hopefully I can pick up a few more in, in the autumn now and they can they can just watch me play for Wales. You know, that's the biggest honor that can happen. So I really look forward to that. It'd be new as well. Like I've, I've only experienced it as a fan. I've never experienced that as a player. So on the other side of the fence, I know I'll be nervous and excited. That's why I want to be there. I want to challenge myself. Yeah, like, I don't have anything else to say. Like I'm just excited <laughs> um, and I'll probably be really nervous, but set aside for this weekend and big task there before we go into camp. Got a prop Reese carries back in the squad after missing out in the summer. It's easy to forget just how young he is after being picked for the World Cup two years ago. A spell with Saracens and now back in Cardiff. Director of Rugby Die Young knows exactly what it's like to go to a World Cup as a young prop and then have to build on that. Here's his assessment. He's got all the talents to go all the way. I think that was identified at a young age and uh, a big guy. You've got to constantly keep on working on his conditioning. I think that that's certainly a big message from the Welsh camp that you know they want his conditioning to be where it is currently on a regular basis, not leave that slip. That that's a big um, red flag for him, really. As in, that's something that the certainly the international setup are very keen on him controlling. But it's parts of his game which he can take to another level. You know, he's a real strong ball carrier. He's a good scrummager. Got good, decent skills. But as you say, he needs to do it continually and consistently, which I'm I'm confident he can do. They certainly got all the attributes to have a long international career. You went to Saracens has come back. Do you think, in hindsight, the moving around has not helped him? But I suppose the flip side of that is now's a chance to settle down and concentrate. Yeah. I think you've answered your own question. I think when I when I came in after Christmas, I think he was a little bit not happy with the situation. He didn't feel that he had got any string of games together, getting any form really. But he got to look at himself for that as well. But uh, certainly, I think lately he's, he's been in the mix week in week out, and he certainly benefited from that and and got better. So I've got a lot of um, trust in him, as in he's somebody that. We want to try and build a squad around. I think everyone knows that, you know, this is not my squad. I've inherited this squad. But in saying that, I'm, you know, when you've got players like Riccardi on board, I'm more than happy, you know, to, to have these on board and, and try and help develop them as well. You've got a group of, of young props who could go on to be very, very good. At what age do you stop thinking of them as young props and start thinking of them as the finished article? Um... Well, I don't know if you're ever the finished article because, you know, I think you're constantly learning, but people will chuck stones at uh, certain players who are certainly within our front row or front five, but they're still quite young. They are developing, but I'm confident that Corey Dom and Reese Carley, we've got two real good loose heads there that are only going to get better. They're still quite young. Dima's, you know, um, you know, he's been around for a while pretty much. And you've got Dylan Lewis, I think, who has 
a little bit of stick and call for on occasions and I think he had a much better end to the season and I think he's he's somebody that's getting better and better. He'd be the first to say, same as the other props, that they've got things to work on and they're not where they want to be, but they generally feel that they're going in the right direction. Yes, Rhys Carrie knows he's packed a lot into that short time, but settle back in Cardiff, he's ready to start living up to the predictions of his director of rugby. I've been around the block, sort of say, really, from the beginning of my career, but um, no, I'm, I'm settled here now. Um, having a full pre-season's really helped me. I think we're in week 14, week 15 now, being in and around the boys every week, like sort of our shape becomes second nature to sort of thing rather than being here, there and everywhere. So um, I'm really happy to be uh, playing for Cardiff at the moment and hopefully um, keep it going. Exposed to the international stage at a very young age, especially for, for a prop. Uh, how much have you benefited from that and how much do you feel you've got left to sort of to give now, considering you are still very young, perhaps for a, uh, a loose head prop? Yeah, like obviously it was a massive like opportunity and achievement to do what I did like two years ago. But um, I think it just gives me confidence that if things aren't going my way, that I can, I can look back and I can look at the games and I know I can do it. And I've been in these stressful environments where everything matters, so I know I can get through on the other side. So like for me, it's a good cornerstone to have in the back of my mind. I know no matter what I go through, I can always relate back and know I can do it. Being a young man, it was it was a lot to take in. Obviously, I went from pretty much having a couple of games on the bench for Cardiff, and then thrown into the deep end in World Cup camp, and then it all went crazy from there. Then, so it was a lot to take in, but it all sort of like fell into place. Like everything was just one after the other, and it like it didn't seem forced or anything. So, I like guess experience now is it's in the bank, and I've always got, like I said, I got that to look back on, and it's always good to have contacts elsewhere as well. And sort of that ball carrying and sort of ball skills, is that something you pride yourself on? Yeah, obviously growing up, I was quite comfortable with the ball in my hand. And coming through the age grades, I was, I thought, naturally just quite like skillful in that respect. I was like stepping up and carrying. That was my standout sort of aspect of my game, really. So I've been able to start doing it on the professional stage for Cardiff now is uh, it's good. How do you look back on your move to Saracens now that you're back at Cardiff? Was, was that something that you know happy that you did? Do you think you learned a lot from that experience? It's always good to experience a different environment. Sometimes you stay in one environment for too long, can become stale. So I think for me, especially at a young age, to experience something else was good because now I know what's good for me, what's not good for me, how things can be done, how they can be done better. So I, I've seen it from multiple perspectives now, not just the same perspective. So I think um, okay, I, I wouldn't change. I enjoyed my time there, but I'm back here now. My focus is currently on uh, Cardiff. You've been involved in a couple of Wales campaigns since uh, Wayne came in as well, but obviously weren't involved in the summer. Was that tough to, to be watching from the sidelines? You always hope that you're going to be named in that squad, like it, like every other player that plays rugby in Wales. I think that's just a given. Like I, I just brush that disappointment off. Um, I enjoyed my time off and then hit, hit the ground running and when I come back in here for pre-season and I think I've benefited from that now because I'm playing well for Cardiff because I've been here for 15 weeks in the system with the boys getting used to a couple of new coaches coming in this new style of play so I think I've benefited from being here for a longer amount of time and getting used to that really. There's a lot of parallels in the early part of your career and the early part of Ty Young's career in terms of that early World Cup and then 
and then coming back. Is he someone that you've had a long chat with and had to adapt as a young prop who's already had the international experience to be considered a senior player? But you know, we can't forget that the age you are and the development you still have in front of you. Yeah, I've spoke to Di and obviously over the next couple of seasons that uh, like obviously he's gonna be a massive part of my development. Like you said, he he's been there, he's done it, so we're having little chats, little conversations here and there when it's needed and he's just giving me little bits of advice that I'm listening to and I'm trying to implement into my game really. He could be packing down in the front row next to Elliot D of the Dragons. It's been a good start to the season for the Gwent side, with strong performances backed up with a win in Connacht last weekend, before facing South African opposition this weekend. Of course, Elliot D was the starting hooker for Wales in the summer, something he's keen to build on. Yeah, definitely. I um, really enjoyed the summer campaign. Great to get a run of a run of games in the in the starting team, and um, yeah, I want to carry on and. And try and do the same this autumn. Obviously, a way that um, there's three good hookers in the squad, and obviously Ken had a strong campaign with the Lions. So um, it's going to be nice to join up on Monday and get that sort of competition rolling and um, grow together and try and push each other on. You were trying to rush off. Is is that your nappy duty? Is that why? Is it? Uh, no, um, he's down his nans for an hour or two, so I got uh, I got an hour off. But uh, no, it is uh, life is different at the moment. Yeah. In the bubble, aren't you, with Wales? Will that be a bit challenging or is that just the way it is as a pro rugby player? No, definitely going to be um, tough. He's six weeks old now and um, I haven't been away from him yet. One night in Connaught and that was tough. So, um, yeah, look, it's probably things that people on the outside don't look at. But I'll have a sit down with Ruby and just make sure that everything's going to be all right when I'm away. Um, Like she's doing a great job and gives me sort of peace of mind to know that they're going to be all all right and um, we got a good bit of support around us to help out and yeah I'm sure it's going to be tough but uh, it's just something uh, got to crack on uh, crack on and deal with and as you touched on it obviously life has changed quite significantly in the last few weeks Um, mentioned going into Wales camp do you know what the situation is actually going to be with the bubble at this time around I believe that uh, we're pretty, yeah, it's going to be pretty strict. So it's, um, it's obviously going to be tough being away from family, but um, I'm not 100% sure of the, the ins and outs of it, but I think it's going to be pretty much the same as last year. Everyone's always talked about the difficulty joining up with the Wales camp, picking players up sometimes after the regional side of it hasn't gone all that well, the physicality of international rugby by comparison. So things have started a lot better for, for you and the Dragons. You've got a big game this weekend against a physical South African pack. Is that all going to help not just you and not just the Dragons, but perhaps everyone else? Cardiff and the Ospreys maybe had a bit of a rude awakening, the physicality last weekend. Will that mean there'll be less of a gap going into the Wales camp, do you think? I would think so. I think um, the South African teams coming into, into the league is definitely, uh, there's been a focus on physicality and as we know, there is definitely a massive jump when you go from regional level to international. Yeah, and in answer to your question, I think um, the gap will be bridged a little bit. Boys will get more used to playing against sort of a Southern Hemisphere style of play. It can only be good uh, the more prep you have against that sort of opposition, uh, the more ready you are for when it comes to the next time. Just that hooker hierarchy, yourself and Ryan are jockeying for position. You're both trying to unseat Ken. Ryan's trying to do that at regional level as well. I mean, how long does this go on for, do you think? How long does he go on for? Well, all we can do is, uh, what we can do, we can push and try and perform. And at the end of the day, the best player is going to get the jersey. So um, 
we're all good mates, me and Ryan, good mates. Um, we know we've been uh, battling out behind Ken, but um, like the best player is going to get the jersey and um, we'll all support each other, whoever, whoever has it. Given the form Ken Owen showed with the Lions, there's no sign of him going anywhere soon. But it's great to have competition, of course. Lots more build-up over the next couple of weeks on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.